0: Hello and welcome to The Spectator's Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency in 2017. I'm Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Jacob Heilbrunn, who is editor of The National Interest. And we're going to be talking about the possibility that Brexit Britain could join the North American Free Trade Agreement. So, Jacob, when The Telegraph reported this week that Brexit Britain could be joining NAFTA, My first thought was this sounds like kind of Brexiteer pie-in-the-sky thinking, something that Eurosceptics have long dreamed about, but it was never really a realistic probability or possibility. You don't think the same as me. Can you explain what you think about it?
1: Well, I thought that since Trump appears to be on the verge of withdrawing from NAFTA, Mm. that the prospect of Britain joining might be enough to entice him to reconsider yeah, what would surely be a drastic economic move that would have severe negative effects, particularly in the Midwest on farmers in the United States. So I was grasping at straws, to put it bluntly. Yeah,
0: I mean, the idea there would be that Trump could say he is redefining NAFTA and to include Correct. Brexit and maybe even exclude Mexico.
1: Well, if he excludes Mexico, it would again, have a severe negative impacts upon the on the American economy. Mm. Um, I was hoping that Britain might be enough to persuade him to reconsider the entire deal, since it is a North American free trade agreement. You know, it does go back back in the 1990s. I think Conrad Black and others were arguing that Britain in the United States should form a a new alliance after the end of the Cold War, and that this would be in Britain's interest. So I don't know how enthusiastic Theresa May is about this prospect. I don't know how enthusiastic she is about anything. I think it
0: seems to me it's um, Liam Fox, who's long been a, a huge Atlanticist and Eurosceptic, obviously, who's our international, who's Minister for International Trade. It seems to me an idea he's putting about. I have no indication that Theresa May is taking it that seriously as yet. But there are things about it that make sense. So, for instance, Brexit Britain would have, has a small negotiating team, which is supposed to be one of our big problems. And if you could do three trade deals in one, which you could do if Britain were somehow to be included in NAFTA, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I actually think it would be great for both countries. I'm, I am, in essence, a free trader. Mm. And there's no reason that you should have all these tariffs remaining between the UK and the United States. I would just wipe them all out. So maybe this is this would be one vehicle to accomplish that goal. But I don't know if it's enough to supplant what... Britain has derived economically for Europe. It might be better for the United States than it is for, for London.
0: I mean, I think there's a lot of sort of hope among Brexiteers that a great deal with America would, would compensate for any damage to European trade. But again, that's sometimes or that's very often criticized as being sort of utopian free market thinking.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, the proximity of Europe, the continent, uh, the degree of trade that you already enjoy there, mm. I think it would be difficult to replace. But, you know, we're in the midst of negotiations. At a minimum, May could attempt to use the NAFTA as a bit of as a bargaining chip with the Europeans.
0: Yes. There's been no indication from the Trump camp as yet as to whether they're taking this idea? Seriously, it's just a sort of report in the press.
1: Well, it's very difficult to know where the Trump administration is headed right now. There have been a lot of gloomy reports. There's one in Vanity Fair, where Trump is quoted as saying, I hate everyone in the White House. (laughs) And that his mood is turning increasingly sour. And my own sense is that to some degree, it's possible we're going to see a United States that goes rogue under Trump. If he yes. with or decertifies or he could completely withdraw from the Iran agreement today or tomorrow. Yes. that would height. That would be sort of a George W. Bush like step on the road to war with Iran. Then you have the rhetoric about North Korea where tensions have steadily ratcheted up. So it's not impossible that the United States ends up in a two-front war within yes. the next six to nine months.
0: I mean, we hear a lot of talk about still about the the grown-ups in the White House, which presumably is the people that Trump increasingly loathes. And I mean, I get the impression that the grown-ups just in the in, in their ideology would be more pro NAFTA and pro the idea of a of an Anglo-American NAFTA. Than perhaps Trump or certainly you know the Bannonite influences on Trump would be
1: definitely. It's become clear that Mattis, Rex Tillerson, and H.R. McMaster yes are in essence conservative realists. They are not liberal interventionists. They are they're not interested in in trying to do good around the world. They're interested in revi- in reviving American alliances. In the assertion of American power. Mm. So that would fit in perfectly with revi- revivifying the UK relationship.
0: And you could probably add General Kelly to that list, couldn't you? The, the definitely, chief of staff.
1: Definitely. So it's very interesting. So Trump is rebelling against his own national security establishment. And how do you think that will play out? No one, honestly, no one really knows. Um, you know, is Trump able? to ratchet up tensions and provoke North Korea into a preemptive strike on South Korea. Mm. How will the Iranians respond to decertification? Uh, will they in turn step up their activities in Lebanon? I mean, there's, there's all sorts of, we, everyone in DC is sort of scratching their head and to some degree quaking in their boots. Yes, because of Trump's volatility and unpredictability, there doesn't seem to be a coherent foreign policy plan. So everyone's trying to divine whether there is one or not.
0: I don't want to sort of distract you from those issues because, and we should probably do another podcast on them. But at the risk of being Anglo-centric or chauvinistic, let's stick with Brexit, Britain, and Trump. There's been a lot of back and forth about the Trump visit, whether the Trump visit would happen. Theresa May was one of the first foreign leaders to to go and see. Trump, if not the first actually, foreign leader to go and visit Trump. And this got she had a lot of pushback in this in, in Britain. And it was assumed and in fact an invitation was offered to Trump that he would he would come back in return. But there's so much fear, particularly among the British government, that there would be such huge protests against Trump that they haven't let it happen. And now Trump, I believe, has said, until I can be guaranteed a, a warm welcome, I'm not coming. So I mean, obviously, state visits aren't necessarily that important. But I imagine someone like Trump's head, it would be very important for him to be welcomed as a great hero in Britain.
1: Right. My understanding is that he will visit within the next few months, but it won't be considered a formal visit, but rather a working one, and that he will not be staying with the Queen.
0: Yes, it will be an official visit, not a state visit. So he will he won't stay at Buckingham Palace, he won't go down the mall in a in a royal carriage. I mean, I would have thought that was rather a blow to his pride, especially since the French and President Macron rolled out the red carpet for him.
1: That's very astute of you, Freddie. In fact, (laughs) I can pretty much guarantee that it amounts to severe deprivation for President Trump not to be able to enjoy the pomp and and circumstance. But if I were Theresa May, I would try and strike while the iron's hot when he visits. Trump is very susceptible to... Uh, the moods of someone that he's talking to at the moment. So if she could conjole him into believing that it would be to his benefit and America's benefit to strike a deal, I'm quite sure that they could go pretty far during their meeting.
0: Jacob, fascinating to talk to you as always. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer and we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer.